Hello guys, welcome back to the G Show. This is the 17th episode of the G Show. I post every day. If you want to find where my podcasts are posted, you can go on Anchor or Spotify or Google Podcasts and any other place you look up other podcasts. Um, for any new listeners tuning in, thank you guys for tuning in so much. If you want to see where I post on my social media, it's at Garrett78377 on Snap and Instagram. So yeah, guys, I appreciate you guys for tuning in, and one, let's get right to the podcast. All right, guys, first of all, news today, there was the college championship games today, so I'm going to be going over those score-wise and uh, seeing what I thought of the games, because I got to catch a couple of them, which I was uh, really thankful that I actually got the opportunity. So currently, right now, the only game that's on... Besides the uh, pick game versus Clemson is Fresno State versus Boise State in the Mountain West football championship game. It's currently 16-13 um, with BSU at the nine-yard line, a um, third and goal actually at the one. So Fresno State's about to go in the end zone probably. Um, not a really big game considering there's lots more of a conference in the other games, but still really entertaining to watch. Earlier today was the Dr. Pepper Big 12 Championship. Oklahoma, number five, um, won 39-27. There's a controversy around Oklahoma because since Georgia lost their number five seed, some people think that Oklahoma won't go in because Georgia put up such a fight against Alabama. But, you know, I think that Alabama beat them so i think georgia deserves to go number five and oklahoma goes to number four because they didn't lose and they only have one loss in the season versus while georgia has two but georgia is probably better than oklahoma or ohio state who both won their games so it's kind of a tough call but on the committee obviously so i don't know but i still think that uh oklahoma should be number four in the playoffs um in the American Athletic Conference football championship, it was UCF versus Memphis. Memphis was up by like 13, 17 in the first half, but then uh, and UCF was playing with their backup quarterback, but uh, UCF came back in the end and scored a couple field goals and um, three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. So, yeah, they really uh, came back in the end there, which I was really shocked to see because – I I didn't believe at all that UCF had a chance of a backup quarterback, but they really did it. My my Pitt Panthers are losing forty two to ten, um, in MT Bank Stadium in North Carolina. I don't even want to talk about the game. That is an ugly mess. A really close game right now is Northwestern versus um, Ohio State. Ohio State, I thought they are going to really be able to blow out this team, but Northwestern's is a really tough team to beat. Clayton Thorson is 22 for 37 for 225 yards. He has a touchdown, two interceptions. But the rushing game for Northwestern's really been there. John Moten, the fifth, is carried for three three times for 80 yards. So I think the run game of Northwestern has really affected the Ohio State defense. But Dwayne Haskins is 30 for 36 for 443 yards with four TDs and only one interception. And then Johnny Dixon, 
the top wide receiver for Ohio State has seven receptions for 129 yards and a touchdown. So obviously they're throwing the ball really well. And J.K. Dobbins, their star running back, has 14 carries for 60 yards. And 4.3 yards per carry is not bad at all. I mean, if you think about it, that's actually really good. So I think now I think uh, Ohio State will win because they're up by 14 with nine minutes and 11 seconds left in Ohio State. It's just really a really a tough team to beat overall, and they're just really talented, so I don't see a way that the Northwestern Wildcats come back and win. But you never know. It's college f- football. Um, Drake lost to uh, Iowa State University 27-24 to in their bowl game. And then Alabama obviously earlier beat Georgia 35-28. Tw- um, Tua, who's the starting quarterback for the Alabama Crimson Tide was out in the fourth quarter because of his ankle injury, and Jalen Hurts had to come in. But, I mean, uh, Georgia was up by a touchdown. I think they, their defense just let them, let them get by them, and then Alabama wins another game. So, not really happy about that. And just coming in, Fresno State just beat the um, Boise State. 19 to 16 in overtime. They just scored a touchdown. So, congratulations to Fresno State. They just won. So, good for them, I guess. I mean, that's not a big conference anyway, but they they won. So, congratulations to them. And obviously, on Friday, the Washington beat Utah in the Back 12 championship. That they put that on Friday, probably because that's just not a good championship game. But honestly, I'd rather see that than like Memphis and UCF or um, Fresno, Boise State. But both those teams are ranked and both tough teams. So, I mean, I guess you can't complain, but I don't know. I feel like if you want to advertise the sport, you put the best games out there. I mean, I don't. I don't have a problem, but like, you know, obviously I'd rather watch the big games. And then another news today, the Mets just completed a trade for uh, Diaz and Cano. That's a huge one. That's a blockbuster trade. In the agreement, uh, the Seattle Bears agreed to deal all-star closer Edward Diaz and veteran baseman Robinson Cano. In return, the Baroners will receive veteran right fielder Jay Bruce and several prospects, right-hander Justin Dunn, a first-rounder, outfielder Jared uh, Kalanick, the sixth overall pick in 2018, right-hander reliever Anthony Swarzik, and right-handed pitcher Garrison Batista. Mariners are also sending $20 million to New York. That's a lot of money. Cano has five years, $120 million on his 10-year, $240 million deal he signed with Seattle in 20, December 2013. Mets general manager Brody Van Wagen served as his agent, along with Jay-Z's Rock Nation. Cano, who started for the Yankees from 2005 to 2013, poorly was happy to return to New York, and he was waived his no-trade clause in order for the deal to be completed. So I think he's just happy to be back in New York, obviously. And then Diaz, who's he's the prize. He's um, a hundred mile power fastball. He has a one point nine six ERA. If you don't know what 
The ERA is his earned run average, so he has a really good earned run average. And he has 57 saves, which is the most in the MLB that season. So that's really good. I think the uh, Mets got a lot, but as well as Seattle, they got a lot of prospects. And you can never have enough prospects. Prospects are really good to have. So I think Seattle wanted to maybe get a little younger and have some people in their farm system to uh, be the future for Seattle. So good. I think it's a good trade for both teams. New York trying to win now or in a couple of years, and Seattle's just trying to build up for a long run. So I, I have no problem with either team um, trading those players away. I mean, Robinson Cano is really good, so. I don't see a. I, I like it. Tell me what you guys think if you if you like baseball, if you like the trade or you don't. Obviously, Cano is just a really big player, so for him to go back to New York, he's been a struggling franchise the last couple of years. It's uh, good to see a star go there. College basketball, Duke, number three overall, beat Stetson 113-49, so uh, not even close. And Duke's been really doing that to everybody, so I'm except uh, Gonzaga, but yeah, this is not really surprising at all. Um, for the Saturday scoreboard for the NBA, the Pacers are beating the Kings 74 to 70 in the third quarter. Kings have been really good this year. I think there's some seed in the West, so keep it up for the uh, Kings. Darren Fox has been played really well, so good thing for them. The Knicks had 23s of their win over the Bucks. Who Bucks have lost a lot of games recently, but have been really high of the whole season. Like they've been like the second seed, so struggles delayed. And the Knicks also been struggling, but they had to put up a good game and a good fight. The Raptors easily beat the Cavaliers by 11 points, 106 to 95. Raptors are the top team in the East. And in the NBA, so I'm not really surprised there. The Cleveland Cavaliers are the second worst team in the league. And then the Rockets won. They're like the Lem seed. Hard to believe. James Harden and Clint Capella and all those guys, but they're hundred they won 121 on the 105 against the Bulls. Who the Bulls have Zach Levine and Wendell Carter and some good young guys. So it's good to good to see the Bulls be able to put that numbers against a supposed to be a good team. But not this year, I guess. And then the Celtics beat the Timberwolves in Minnesota, one hundred eighteen to one hundred nine. Gordon Hayward had a thirty-point game. If you don't know the significance of that, basically, Hayward um, was out last year because he—I uh, don't know the injury exactly, but it was something in his leg, and basically he got out for the year. And so he's come. This is comeback year, and this is like his first big game. So. Good to see him have a big impact in the game. Um, Hunt, um, this is about the Cream Hunt incident. If you don't know about Cream Hunt, um, he kicked a girl after she she called him the N word. So yeah, he's in. He got released, but it's a it's a warning to other players because. Um, the NFL is kind of sending a message like, if you do something, you're gone. Even though you're a star, you're gone. And Spencer Ware is no good, not even close to being good as Kareem Hunt. But 
they're not going to stand up for that kind of behavior in the NFL. I mean, this is a profession. And if you're going to act like that, uh, that's not acceptable. So they're going to send a message to get rid of Kareem Hart, and I hope he doesn't really come back. I mean, he did something really bad, but I believe with second chances, I guess. So I think he'll be back. He's still a young, exciting back, and I think he has a lot of talent. But I think he needs to go through rehab, um, anchor management, spend some time away from the field. I think he should be suspended a year. That way he it's a real punishment because he really deserves one. I just think he needs to understand the remorse and really prove that he's actually sorry versus just saying, I'm sorry, so he can get back in the league. And I think he needs to get himself around a good group of people so he is not influenced in doing bad things. He didn't have a father growing up. So um, he didn't have that father figure. And father figure is really important to have as a child. They're kind of the parent who's like supposed to teach you discipline. Not saying a mother can't do that. I don't want to be sexist. But that's kind of a stereotype in a way, I guess. So he didn't have that growing up. He had a, his grandma was his caretaker when he was uh, growing up. Not saying that uh, he has an excuse to do what he did, but, I mean, if you don't have that kind of poor figure in your life, you're not going to be as uh, well-behaved, I guess, as I think if you had – a father in your uh, in your early childhood to uh, raise you the right way. So, Cream Hunt story is just really a mess. I don't even like it. I I couldn't believe it when they released it, but when they released, it, I was like, wow, that's really uh, really really sad that he would do that. And now I got to men's college hoops scoreboard, California. Is losing to St. Mary's. St. Mary's is actually a pretty good school for college basketball. So I think I've been past the campus a couple times. It's in Maryland. And then Kansas in overtime beat Stanford 90-84. And uh, big upset, Houston beat 18 Oregon 65-61. to um, That's a really big deal. Um, it looks like on ESPN Plus they're showing this prospect Dalton Holmes, he's a D2 prospect, he's, but he's surprising NBA teams. Yeah, I mean, when you're a guy who just has talent, I don't think it matters what school you go to. Teams will find you. So I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that he's getting a shot because if you don't make the D1 teams, you kind of people are like, well, you'll never make it to the NFL. You never make it to the big level, but you really can. You just got to put in a lot of hard work and. You'll you'll see the results, big time. I'm gonna play you. Uh, we're gonna switch to some hockey. I'm gonna show you a clip. If you can hope, um, hopefully hear it. It's uh, Sarah Spoil Carlson, Eric Carlson's return to Ottawa. That's kind of a really big deal because uh, Eric Carlson, obviously a superstar, is back. So really glad to see him. Be back. Sorry about that, guys. That was my mic. 
<laughs> I fell over. Sorry about that. So yeah, guys, let's uh, I'll let you guys hear this video if I can find it again because I just lost it. All right, here you go. but I guess we're just putting background music but that's kind of a kind of a shame I was on I would actually put some uh, audio in there besides just background music but um, Carlson the Sharks won as they beat the um, Senators won as they beat the I'm a, yeah Senators beat Carlson sorry about that guys but Carlson played good um, the Red Wings won 4-2 against the Bruins. I got confused there for a second. The Lightning, who is a really good hockey team, beat the Panthers 5-4 in overtime. The Maple Leafs beat the Wild. The Wild are just a mess, guys. They're usually pretty good and uh, in like the regular season, and then they blow games. So Maple Leafs are really good. Just about some Maple Leafs at Carlson. They would be like the NHL champ for sure. Not, not even a question because how good Carlson is and how good the Maple Leafs are. I think they would be champions. The Rangers lost the Canadians. Canadians, no Canadian team last year made the playoffs. I guess that tells you how, how Canadian hockey is going right now. Not that great. Um, the Blue Jackets lost to the Islanders, New York Islanders. They've been having a pretty good season so far. And then the Blackhawks, who just really fell apart against the Nashville Predators, who Nashville is just a really good team. They've been for a while. I mean, I was surprised that they lost to the uh, um, Penguins in the Stanley Cup like two years ago. I was really shocked. I thought we were down for sure. Like the Penguins weren't going to win, but I think they really stepped up. Two years ago, and we wanted to, uh, you know, win two years in a row, and I think we proved it. So good for uh, good for Pittsburgh to get another championship to us. We uh, we have a lot, but we don't need to don't need to boast about it. That's for sure. I know some some of you guys probably are in cities that um, don't that don't have winning franchises so you're not used to that i've been fortunate i was born into a family that lived in a city that has a winning culture so i've been fortunate enough to experience that quite a bit in my time but i know if your team's struggling right now don't jump don't be a bandwagon don't jump no no reason to I think you got to stick by your team no matter what. I mean, eventually every team's going to be good at some point. Even the Browns were great at one point. You can't, you can't just ditch them. I mean, come on. I mean, the Cubs didn't win for how long? And then they finally won. I don't think people just left because their team wasn't doing well. I think that. I think that um they should have they should have stayed, which they did. They proved to themselves that they weren't jumping. 
And so if your team is like, oh, I got this bad team to keep losing, well, don't give up on them. Give them time. You got to give franchises time. They develop over years, not days. So they're not doing well. Believe me, if you're an Oakland fan, you're not doing so well. But they have three first-round picks, and those can be all-stars. So, you, I mean, you don't know. You have no idea how your franchise will end up. Um, I'm right now on the Steelers and the ESPN checking out their stats. Steelers are seven three and one because I'm a Steelers fan, so I just want to read off some stats to you guys. Steelers are seven three and one with a six hundred eight eighty two winning percentage. Um, ben has three thousand six hundred sixty four yards, twenty four TDs. Quarterback rating of 70.6. James Conner is 849 yard rushing yards over 186 carries with 10 TDs. And Juju Smith-Schuster, who I really like. He's probably my favorite wide receiver. May 2nd to Brown, though. With 77 receptions and four touchdowns. Steelers average 325 passing yards per game. 95 rushing yards per game, and 28.5 points per game, which is third in the league, but yet we do allow 22 points per game. So realistically, every game we should win by six points. But obviously that's not going to happen. So, I mean, we just lost to the Browns. So that's that's really sad because I wanted to I, – I, I just want the Steelers for the best – Come on, guys. Ask me. I'll ask you this question. Would you rather see the Steelers win the seventh title or see New England win another one? Honestly, I think you guys would agree with me and say you'd rather see the Steelers win another one than see the Patriots win another one. They've just won too many, too close together. Steelers have been a little bit more spread out. I know Heath will say I'm wrong, but I just got to believe that it's been a little too close. Or at least from my liking. Um, if you guys need fantasy help, go to ESPN. I'm telling you, they evaluate people. They say who they think is going to do really well, who can pick up, who's going to be a contributor. And they're right most of the time. So if you need a boost in your fantasy team, if you're about to make the playoffs and you're just outside, I really recommend going on ESPN. They have all the latest news on players. You can go and listen to NFL experts on fantasy football for PPR and regular and whatever, if you guys know what I'm talking about. So just really, uh, that's what I would do. That's what I do when I try to win. But I'm kind of out of it now because Le'Veon Bell didn't decide to show up, which really put through a wrench in my fantasy team. But. What can I do with Le'Veon Bell wanting money, which I'm still really mad at him, but he won't be a stealer next year. So, yeah, I'm kind of out of it right now, so I don't even really pay attention too much. But also, if you want to hear some um, – I'm like unplugging ESPN right now, but if you want to hear some of the NFL expert podcasts, there's the Adam Scheffner podcast, the Mina Kim show, Fantasy Focus Football, which is main football one, I would say. And the Bill Barnwell show. Oh, I recommend. I like him a lot. But, I mean, if you guys aren't into that kind of stuff, just listen to the G show. You get the news from me. 
that's the best way of getting it for sure. <laughs> so yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Please show me some love. Tell your friends and family about the G show. I'd like to average double digits per episode. That'd be great. I would love to see a progression because uh, anchor, which is a great website, by the way, gives you stats and shows you a graph of your views and it's been going up recently. So really appreciate that. And again, if you want to follow me on social media, it's at Garrett seven, eight, three, seven, seven on Instagram and Snapchat. So yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in. I'll see you next time on the G show.